gamers. I'm Ben Roth. And I'm Shootkapow. And you're listening to Very Good Music, a VGM podcast. Welcome back, gamers. It's been kind of a crazy couple of weeks, but as uh, was recently said in a pretty famous movie from one of the universes that we're going to be featuring in this episode, we're in the end game now. Yeah. This episode is going to be part one of a two-part special I've been talking about online quite a bit and that we teased last time. This is Kung Fu Carlito vs. The Last Recon in Marvel vs. Capcom. I thought of this kind of fun way to showcase this series a while back, and originally I was just going to do three different comic book-themed episodes in a row. One with Carlos, one with Daryl, and one with Jeff, because they all love comics. But then I thought, you know what, that's going to be a lot of work. And I also thought, you know what might be fun? I could do something like Daryl the Last Recon does on BGM Fight Club, and we could do a Versus episode. Ooh. And Kung Fu Carlito is all about the fighting games. Uh, he actually was a little bit bummed because Daryl first called Marvel vs. Capcom for his comics episode. And so I thought, hey, why not let them both do it? And this is what we came up with. Through a series of only slightly finagled uh, coin tosses and guess the number games and stuff like that, uh, it has been determined that Carlos is going to do Marvel first, and Daryl is going to do Capcom first. In this episode, featuring ten songs, uh, five pairs of two, because that's how pairs work, and then in the following episode, which may come out in one week or might not come out for two weeks because personal stuff, they're going to switch places. Daryl will bring Marvel, and Carlos will bring Capcom. So this episode is going to be probably a little bit shorter, a little bit weird, because the music is going to be kind of in an odd order. What's going to happen is I'm about to introduce the games that you're going to be hearing from, and then we're going to listen to Carlito's opening testimonial. Then we're going to listen to both songs. Now, Shukapau does not know which song is which, so... We're going to listen to the songs, then when we come back, I'm going to say what the songs are, and then Shukapau and I are going to decide which one we think is best, and that person wins that round. After the songs, I will play uh, the testimonials from each of the contestants here, and that's going to be kind of the order that we'll go in. We'll figure out how things work. So, Alrighty. before we get into that, though, Shukabao, let's play a little game. Okay. How many Capcom characters can you name? Mm-hmm. Ryu's Capcom, right? Mm-hmm, Ryu. This is M. Bison. M. Bison, Ken. Guile. Mm-hmm. Chun-Li. Mm-hmm. Uh, Balrog, Vega. Do you know the whole uh, trivia behind uh, M. Bison, Balrog, and Vega? No. So in Japan, the boxer is M. Bison, the dictator is Vega, and the claw ninja is Balrog. They changed it when they came to the States because they thought M. Bison was a little bit too on the nose for a character that was definitely 100% patterned after famous boxer Mike Tyson. And for whatever reason, they decided that... Vega wasn't like a cool name for the dictator. I don't know. Other people know this information better than I do, but yes. Okay, so Outsider Street Fighter. You know what? Why don't we do this? What Capcom games can you name? Mega Man. Mm hmm. Uh. 
Is that about it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to only know two, I suppose that's the two to, uh, to know. You'll be introduced to a couple more tonight. Probably not a whole lot more. But, okay, how many Marvel superheroes can you name? Um... And don't be too embarrassed. I haven't brought you up on comics like these guys were brought up on comics. So if you say somebody who's not a Marvel character, we won't make fun of you. Um, I think Iron Man, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yep. Uh, Ant-Man? Yep. Right. Uh, Hulk? Yeah. Thor? Good, so far. Um... You know what? You've named some of the big ones. There, there's only one really big one you left out. That's Captain America. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not really true. There's also the X-Men. Can you name any X-Men? Uh, Wolverine? Yep. Yep. That's it. That's it? Okay. Well, <laughs> then you're going to get a real education tonight. So this one really is just going to be about the music for Shukapau. So, okay. Well, um, the games you're going to hear from tonight. This is the only time that I'm going to say all of this information. We're going to front load it this time. And I will we'll say it again at the beginning of part two. But uh, in the Marvel vs. Capcom, Capcom series, we did not go past Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And I don't know if any of these songs were specifically in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I didn't go that deep, so I just have the original NBC 3 on here. But first, we have X-Men vs. Street Fighter, which was made by Capcom, of course. All of these, with a couple of exceptions, were exclusively Capcom games. Uh, This was released for the arcade, the Saturn, and the PS1 in 1996 and was composed by Yuki Iwai and Yuko Takahara. Next, we have Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter. This was released, uh, again, by Capcom for Arcade, Saturn, and PS1 in 1997, just one year later. And this was composed by Yuki Iwai and Yuko Kadota, who I believe is a different person. I think Carlos might get into that in one of his testimonials. Next, we have Marvel vs. Capcom, Clash of the Superheroes. So, Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter expanded the roster, so instead of just the X-Men, you had more Marvel characters, so like Spider-Man, Captain America, Hulk. Marvel vs. Capcom expanded the Capcom side of things, so instead of just Street Fighter, you had other Capcom characters join the fight. And then everything just kind of rolled from there. Marvel vs. Capcom came well, out Phoenix for... Phoenix Capcom. Yes, Phoenix Wright is also Capcom. Very good. Marvel vs. Capcom came out for Arcade, Dreamcast, and PS1 in 1998. And this was composed by Masato Kuoda and Yuko Takehara. Marvel vs. Capcom 2, New Age of Superheroes. This one was actually made by Capcom along with Backbone Entertainment and was released for the Arcade, Dreamcast, PS2, and Xbox in the year 2000. This was composed by Tetsuya Shibata and Mitsuhiko Takano. And finally... A full 11 years after Marvel vs. Capcom 2, the first entry to not be released on the arcade, at least not initially, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Fate of Two Worlds, by Capcom and Aiding, released for PS3 and Xbox 360 in 2011, and this game was composed by Hideyuki Fukasawa. Alright. Alright. That was a lot of talking. Uh, Let's say we get into some music now, Shukapau. Yes. Okay, well, here is the first pair of songs. We will introduce them and hear from our guests when we come back. Hello, this is Carlos. Thank you, uh, Bedroth and company, for having me on to talk about some of my favorite fighting game music. Um, Today we're talking about Marvel vs. Capcom stuff. And uh, 
I've got a long history with this, so I'll try to be short. But as a kid, I was a super huge fan of Marvel Comics. I was also a super huge fan of Capcom and uh, Street Fighter and Mega Man and all this stuff. So um, it was kind of like a dream for me to even imagine that this would happen. And uh, now we're here so many years later, decades later, and... I've been rewarded with all these gifts. <laughs> it's pretty cool to think about. Um, so uh, I, my first set of tracks are gonna be from the Marvel side. And um, here I picked Gambit's theme from X-Men vs. Street Fighter. And X-Men vs. Street Fighter was the first game to really smash these characters together because Capcom had already been doing Marvel games and Street Fighter games separately and there was some genius <laughs> that I wish to thank personally someday that decided to smash them together and uh, we got some really really fun games and they really pushed the fighting game genre forward in a lot of ways so um, X-Men vs Street Fighter is more than a versus game it's also a tag team fighting game so uh, something like in Street Fighter 2 and uh, games from that era, you would pick one character and you would try your best to defeat your opponent. So in X-Men vs. Street Fighter, you actually pick two characters and they work as a team. So uh, it's one long round instead of a best two out of three. And you uh, get to tag in and out freely in the middle of the match. So it makes for a really exciting time. And since we're dealing with Marvel characters that have superpowers, the X-Men uh, in this uh, uh, instance, um, they did their best to soup up the Street Fighter characters. So something like Ryu shooting his Hadouken, now it would be a huge Hadouken and his super version would be a, a beam Hadouken, which looks really cool. And um, yeah, I, it, this wasn't a game that was available to me easily locally in the arcades when I was going as a kid, but there was a movie theater nearby that actually had an arcade machine of it. And uh, honestly, sometimes I would go to the theater just to play the game and not even to see the movie, which was uh, really, really funny to think about. First, brought by Carlos from X-Men vs. Street Fighter, we have Gambit's theme. Now, from Marvel vs. Capcom 2, brought by The Last Recon, we have Network Mode.
And that was round one of our Marvel vs. Capcom special featuring Kung Fu Carlito vs. The Last Recon. Shukapow, how'd you like those songs? They were very nice. They were really cool. So you don't have pretty much any experience with this series musically, do you? Nope. <laughs> You're in for a real treat. This is some really good stuff. So they were both cool. Which one do you like better? I know my choice. I don't know. Um, well, you can't leave me to pick all of them. you got to say the first one. That is what my choice is, too. It's the second this, one is really good. This round is hard because it's they're so different. They are. I think I just have to give the edge to that first one. It's got a little bit more variety, I think, between the different parts. Yeah. The second one, I mean, it's consistent, which I think is what you want. Why don't we let our guests talk a little bit about this? Uh, Carlos brought the first track, which was Gambit's theme from X-Men vs. Street Fighter. And Last Recon brought Network Mode, which was an unused track from the console versions of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. And here are their testimonials. First, Carlos. But uh, yeah, uh, Gambit's theme... It's got some really cool like synth guitar stuff going on and it kind of captures his energy in the game. He's a more mobile character and he fights with his staff. So Gambit is a mutant in the X-Men and his mutant ability is to charge any inanimate object with kinetic energy. And when he launches it, it will explode. And his projectile of choice is playing cards because he's a smooth dude. Gambit's a very uh, sneaky guy. and. Uh, him jumping around and him uh, shooting those cards around and actually his super move is called the Royal Flush where he just unloads all of the cards and it looks super cool because you see him tossing the projectiles but they're honestly so fast that you don't see the projectile on screen you just see them hitting the opponent so they're littered with cards sticking into them and they explode on impact which is really fun but uh, yeah this is my uh, uh, I don't know, some type of card uh, term for your, your open, opening gambit. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Duh, hello, gambit. So I hope you enjoyed this track, and uh, I'll see you after the next one. And now, The Last Recon. Hello, everyone. This is Commissioner Bowers at the VGM Fight Club. I'm just here to have a friendly competition with former and inaugural VGM Fight Club champion Kung Fu Carlito here on very good music, a VGM podcast, but this time representing Capcom. What a synonymous name, and to be honest, Capcom games are taking up most of my life. I am I'm jumping between Monster Hunter Rise and Resident Evil Village, but we're not here to talk about those games. We are here to talk about Capcom versus Marvel, or Marvel versus Capcom, however you want to put it. But this time round, I am representing Capcom side. I don't have much trivia for Capcom, that'd probably be Carlito's thing, but I went from the heart with games that I've played throughout this series that I really liked and chose tracks that, you know, I kind of gravitated towards. This track in particular, I came across this while doing my own show, VGM Fight Club, and figured, you know, this is a nice track to use. And I figured it'd be okay since it's a Capcom track, it's a Capcom game, and it's not attached to any Marvel character. I'm guessing this track was supposed to be used for the, what they call the network mode, which um, if you had a Dreamcast, I believe you could go online and play against people in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I know you can do that on the Xbox 360, but there's no song. This song doesn't play, so 
I don't know, I don't have the Dreamcast version. I did, I really don't remember this song being in the, or if there was a network option, but I still think it's a great song, and why they left it out is beyond me, so hope you guys enjoy it. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much for your submissions. So round one goes to Carlos. And I just, I have to say, so network mode, don't have a whole lot of experience. I mean, it's not a character, so I don't have a lot of attachment to it. It is, uh, you know, it's a very cool, very jazzy track. Gambit's theme, I I am really tonight going to try not to let my nostalgia for any of these characters weigh in on my choice. But Gambit is my favorite X-Men, like still to this day. Absolutely love him. Probably my favorite Gambit arc is in the Age of Apocalypse, which is actually an alternate timeline for the X-Men. It's not even like true to form Gambit, but I just love him. And I really think he's true to his character, which is like this outlaw, but with this streak of nobility going through him. Kind of like a Cajun Robin Hood, except instead of arrows, he fires kinetic cards. (laughs) Gambit's mutant power is to imbue an object that he touches with kinetic energy so that when it hits something, it explodes. So pretty cool and there's more to it than that but and the network mode it's just really cool it's sad that this was unused but this was really the early era of consoles and so uh they hadn't super figured out how to like combine gaming and the internet just yet not 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 a whole lot so uh probably just had to leave it out um but the not gonna step on my guy's testimonials instead we're just going to move on to our next round of tracks Now, I think what I've decided to do is I'm going to go ahead and introduce the tracks, but I'm going to add that in in post so that Chukapow won't know what they are beforehand, like I said. And so we'll play the tracks, but you listeners will be able to hear which one is coming up. But now let's go ahead and get into round two. First up for round two, we have Rogue's Theme from X-Men vs. Street Fighter, brought to you by Kung Fu Carlito. From Marvel vs. Street Fighter, brought by The Last Recon, we have Ryu's theme.
And we're back from round two. Really quickly, also want to mention, I'm playing the songs in uh, on the episode in Carlos, Daryl, Carlos, Daryl, Carlos, Daryl order, because that's kind of how it's going. Carlos bringing Marvel, Daryl bringing Capcom. It's just what we're going to do. The Marvel person goes first. But I might or might not be playing the songs in the same order, so is not going to know whether Carlito's going first or Last Rican is going first. So, uh, Chukapow. Of those two songs, which one did you like better? Number one or number two? I like the second one a lot. It's very good. All right. So that's this, little, this one was a little bit harder for me. These two tracks were almost even. And uh, I don't know. Got to think for a second. Well, okay. While I think about which one I think is better, I'm going to talk a little bit about these two tracks because now that you've given your answer, I can say. The first theme was actually Daryl's. It was Ryu's theme from Marvel vs. Street Fighter. The second one, which is the one you listeners heard first, was Rogue's theme from X-Men vs. Street Fighter. Ryu, of course, classic, classic video game character. This sounds nothing like his theme. And so I'm pretty sure they redid a lot of that from Marvel vs. Cap- uh, Marvel vs. Street Fighter. Um, now Rogue, this was her first time in a video game, and I'm pretty sure I think she was kind of like a cameo in a couple of X-Men games. I don't think she actually was playable in any of them. Rogue is a really, really cool character. I like her a lot. I also really love Rogue in Age of Apocalypse, but I just like her in general. Rogue's power is... It actually is kind of more of a curse than a gift. Rogue's power is that when she touches somebody, she can actually steal, I guess in like an Eastern sense, part of their chi. She like steals their life energy. So not just their life energy. If they're a mutant, she can steal their power. She can also absorb people's memories and emotions. So it's a really complex power, but she has no control over it. So she can't actually touch anybody or that's going to happen with a few very rare uh, plot magic exceptions. So um, we are two for two so far on the Marvel side uh, of things with uh, Carlos plot magic sweeping so far. Are, what? Plot magic exceptions are tight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Carlos is really sweeping it so far, but I can tell with these two pairs that both of these guys are really bringing the heat. So why don't we get into their testimonials, and then we'll introduce round three, and we'll see eventually if we end up needing to uh, pull in my tiebreaker, who, um, who I mentioned at the end of the last episode. Oh, also really briefly, before we enter, um, before we go back into the testimonials, the order of these songs is determined solely by the order that the two gentlemen sent them to me in. I didn't pair them up. I didn't put them in, in my own order. This is the order that they go in. I also didn't tell them... I didn't give them any restrictions on like who they could pick or anything like that. Uh, I did kind of say only pick a character theme, but you'll see there are a couple of exceptions. We've already heard network mode. There are a few more. But it's all well. It's all going to be what, Shukapau? Very good music. Of course. And so... Of course, I just let it slide. There is only one track across all 20 of the tracks that you'll be hearing that is the same track. Like, they did actually each pick the same track one time. Other than that, though, everything is different. You might have the same character, but it's a theme from a different game. So, 
a lot of variety on these playlists. And, of course, they didn't pick the same track on the same episode because that's impossible. But, all right, let's go ahead and get into their testimonials, and then we'll come back and introduce round three. Okay, Carlos again. Uh, this was Rogue's theme, also from X-Men vs. Street Fighter. And uh, I didn't mention before, but this is composed by Yuki Iwai and Yuko Kadota. These are uh, Yuki Iwai's more so than Kadota, but uh, this is a name that you'll see a lot for Capcom, especially in the arcades and especially in this era. So a lot of the fighting games that Capcom were producing were by like uh, Takeyuki Iwai and Yuki Iwai, Isao Abe. These names uh, pop up a lot. And... um, yeah, they did a really great uh, job with this soundtrack, and you get a little more of these synth, kind of synthy sounding guitars, but also for Rogue's theme, you get some uh, synthy saxophone sounds, <laughs> which uh, for me personally, I think they really work, and it's uh, a fun time. So now focusing on Rogue, who's kind of like paired up with Gambit, and a lot of stories in the X-Men comics. Um, also a member of the X-Men and uh, a pretty interesting thing about her is that her mutant ability is that if she comes into contact with any other person like touching their skin she will absorb their essence basically so that can be their memories or their emotions but when it comes to contact with another mutant she will absorb their abilities so um, with that um, in the X-Men vs. Street Fighter game, they actually addressed that, and I thought it was a super cool idea. And uh, she has a power drain move where she grabs you, it's a command grab, and once w- she does that, she absorbs one ability from each person that she's fighting. So in X-Men vs. Street Fighter, it's not a huge cast, maybe, uh, I don't know, 16 characters total. So um, be it a Street Fighter character or an X-Men character, she'll get one extra special move to use. And uh, they have a lot of fun with that. So something like uh, shooting a Hadouken, she can do reuse Hadouken, she can do Cyclops' Optic Blast, she can even do Zangief's Spinning Pile Driver, which is really fun to see. And um, actually Akuma is a secret character, so like him, he has a lot of similar moves to Ryu. But one of his super moves is, uh, it's called the Raging Demon. It's like a, it's a command grab super move where the screen goes black and you see a bunch of hit effects and then uh, Akuma standing over his opponent. She actually gets that. So they actually created some extra sprites for her to be able to do these moves, which is really, really cool. Um, Obviously, as games went on and the rosters increased, that become kind of a problem. So she is in Marvel vs. Capcom 2, but uh, she doesn't steal one of every of the 65 characters in that game. When she does the move, she gets a buff, which actually can pay off for her. Uh, she can do uh, like a speed up or a strength up, and sometimes you can do some combos you wouldn't normally be able to do because of that. So. Um, that's just a kind of a fun little tidbit about Rogue, and uh, I kind of insight into the the awesome work that Capcom did around this era. So uh, yeah, that was Rogue's theme. Thank you, Carlos. Now let's hear what Daryl has to say about Ryu's theme. All right, that was theme of Ryu from Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter. What more can I say? It's Ryu. Like playing the original Street Fighter, I always gravitated towards Ryu, and I was a heavy Ryu user. Up until 
I think Street Fighter Alpha 3, and then I started learning how to use Saget, and actually no, correction, correction, correction. When Street Fighter Alpha 3 came out, I tried to learn to use Cody, and I was okay, but I wasn't as good as it was with Ryu. It wasn't until Street Fighter 4 that I switched over and became a Saget user, which leads me to question, why has Saget never been in any of the Marvel vs. Capcom games? Like, I mean, there's flippin' nemesis in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, come on, man, just, ugh. Such a hurt piece, but regardless, like, yeah, I've always been a Ryu guy. Um, although it's funny, I've never used him in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I just don't like the way he plays. Oddly enough, I actually use Ken in my teams for Marvel vs. Capcom 2, and I'm not a Ken user. That's my brother David. Like, he's always been... So, me and my brother David always had that rivalry. Cyclops vs. Wolverine. Ryu vs. Ken. Red vs. Blue. Blue vs. Red. You name it, Just that's just me and David. But, yeah, so... Uh, I think this is a great remix or different arrangement of the Ryu theme from the original Street Fighter games. And, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed as well. All right, gentlemen, thank you once again. And now, guys, this one, this round is going to be a banger. Let's get into round three. And for round three, first we have Cyclops' theme from Marvel vs. Street Fighter, brought by Carlos. Ken's theme from X-Men vs. Street Fighter, brought by The Last Recon.
that was round three, and I think that these pairings might just keep getting harder. <laughs> Although, I have to say that Nostalgia might not be able to help but come into play on this one, because that second theme, it's it's instantly recognizable. <laughs> anybody, well, I was going to say anybody who grew up on these games, but you didn't even grow up on these games, and it's still instantly recognizable. <laughs> Whose theme was that? Ken's theme. That was Ken's theme. So we have a He's little bit Bros. of an appearance here by Queen Yoko, uh, Shimamura, of course. Yeah. And, yep, Ken is in Smash Bros., which is where you heard this theme. We've also played the theme on our podcast. And, yeah, so between the two of those, which song do you think is superior? Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and go first on this one. I got to go with number two. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's just too good. <laughs> it, and yeah, okay, maybe maybe nostalgia, but I mean, Ken's theme is just, it's spectacular. And it is. it's uh, just oh, such a great tune. Well, let's hear what our guests have to say about these tracks. First, from Carlos, we're going to hear a little bit about... Cyclops' theme from Marvel vs. Street Fighter. You were just listening to the theme of Cyclops from Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter. And yeah, we're continuing in the Versus series. And I gotta give a little shout out to my boy Cyclops. I always loved Cyclops and the X-Men. I know he's super square. Some people think he's super lame, but I always loved that guy. Scott Slim Summers, leader of the X-Men, master strategist. He uh, shoots uh, concussive force beams from his eyes. These are not lasers. They're concussive force beams. Get it right, guys. (laughs) Um, Cyclops was uh, also really cool in the X-Men and the the Capcom games. So uh, in X-Men Children of the Atom, which kind of I feel like is the the beginning of all of these versus games because mechanically it's the predecessor to what you'd see in like high flying versus games cyclops kind of filled the ryu role he's like the main kind of basic guy he's got a shoryuken he's got his laser beams and not too good not too bad right in the middle so anybody can pick it up and play marvel superheroes versus street fighter it's it's kind of so it kind of goes like x-men children of the atom and then x-men versus street fighter and then Capcom did Marvel Superheroes, which was a less X-Men focused game. Actually was based on uh, what I think everybody knows is like the Infinity Gauntlet saga that uh, er- I think everyone and their mom knows now because of the Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe movie <laughs> the series. After Marvel Superheroes, they did Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighters, which is basically the logical progression, including characters like the Hulk and Spider-Man now, not just X-Men characters. So it's a super fun time. I, I feel like mechanically it's kind of the weakest of all the versus games. It's still really fun. If you find it, I would recommend just trying it out. It's a sequel. There isn't too much new offered in it, actually. Uh, but one of the interesting things musically is all of the uh, the tracks in the game are original themes. So they're not taking tracks from the Street Fighter series to use. So like Ryu and Ken and Chun-Li, they all have original music in this game. It's not a remix of their Street Fighter music. And instead of continuing the themes from the X-Men and Children of the Adam or Marvel superheroes, uh, the Marvel characters get their own new themes too, and some of them are better than others. And I like Cyclops. It's kind of 
um, emotional, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not as high energy as what you would expect uh, from a crazy versus game like this, but I think Wolverine and Cyclops kind of got those a lot, and uh, I think it works. I mean, I'm kind of biased because I, like I said, I like Cyclops. In, uh, in this game, he also has like a kind of like a hurricane kick, like Ryu, that they added in X-Men vs. Street Fighter, but yeah, it, yeah, cool dude, cool game. <laughs> Check it out. Hope you like the track. And then from the last Recon, we will hear a little about Ken's theme from X-Men vs. Street Fighter. A game that's come up uh, three times already tonight. That was Ken's stage from the game X-Men vs. Street Fighter. And I, again, went with the arcade version because, again, just that, mm, that Capcom arcade sound. Oh, the, the way it just gets in your head. Just, oh, man. But, um... Didn't use Ken in this. I used him in Marvel's Capcom 2, as I stated earlier, after the previous track. But I really like this theme. I think it's really cool. It's just like, it's something I'm like, man, I can see this someone having this for like a ringtone on their phone or something. And, you know, just, it's a great theme. Like, I, I've never used Ken in this game. Just, but this theme is just awesome. And I believe Ken's stage takes place at like a river i think you're on like well like at a lake resort or something like that i forget i'd have to look into that but um i hope you guys enjoyed the track thank you again gentlemen i mean what's there to say about ken that hasn't been already said i um he's the original echo fighter he has kind of come into his own in recent years or recent iterations of the franchise but just really cool i love the the interplay between ryu and ken it's one of the great bromance frenemy stories in gaming Cyclops is, I think, an underrated character. He's kind of like the Superman to Wolverine's Batman. Um, he's the straight-laced one, the one who's all about the nobility, second-in-command of the X-Men, um, is in line to take over the X-Men when Xavier dies, basically. Uh, now, Cyclops does carry a lot of darkness in him, and that's when I think he's really the most interesting. But... Cyclops, he is a really cool character, and I think one of the demons that Cyclops wrestles with the most is kind of like Rogue. Cyclops can't really control his power. Um, do you know, when I say Cyclops, do you know who I'm talking about? Like, no. is that name? Okay. So Cyclops is, so he's got brown hair, wears a blue suit, and he wears a yellow visor with like a ruby eye, um thing. And it's not actually Ruby, it's a specific kind of crystal that allows him to control the blasts that come out of his eyes. They're just called like combustion man. They're just called optic blasts. That's from his forehead. Yeah, kind of, yeah. But they're just called optic blasts. It is actually revealed at some point that Cyclops's eyes, he doesn't like create these blasts out of his eyes. His eyes are like a gateway to a dimension that is entirely made of this, like, plasmic energy. Explosions. Yes. So It's just made of explosions. Basically, he opens his eyes, and <laughs> that comes out. So Very interesting. Yeah. Um, he is not able to control it, and so he has the, the eye slit thing. Thing. Place. Thing. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, Cyclops' theme, brought by Carlos, was not the winner this round. That went to Ken's theme, brought by Daryl. So, we are two to one in this set of five rounds, and it is still anybody's game. So, why don't we get into the next round, which is going to feature another character who you are familiar with. And, yeah, let's get into it. 
All right, for round four, first we have Spider-Man's theme from Marvel vs. Capcom, brought by Kung Fu Carlito. And now we have Swamp Stage from Marvel vs. Capcom 2, specifically an arrangement by YouTuber Lord Biff. Marvel vs. Capcom 2 Swamp Stage Funk Arrangement with Guests. Brought by The Last Regan.
<laughs> and we're back from round four. And yes, it just keeps getting better. <laughs> like, oh man. This is some really, really great music. Great job, you guys. I also love how this one really paired up because these are the two funkiest songs of the night. Like, this was some this was some Mercado level stuff, man. Yeah. Really, really good. Which Kung Fu Carlito, being a Super Mercado fam member, not too surprising from him. But the last weekend, man, pulling it out with the one that he brought, well, you know what? Let's just go ahead and give me your pick, and then we'll get into who picked what. Number one or number two? Hmm. Number two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. And for anybody who um, was not aware, well, you're all going to be aware because I'm going to mention it. Uh, Daryl didn't cheat because I didn't give them any rules. Daryl brought a cover to this fight. That was the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 Swamp Stage Funk Arrangement with Guests by Lord Biff. That's the name of the YouTube channel. Uh, Lord Biff, B-I-F. Link will be in the show notes. But I think that even without that, just the composition of this track was super, super fun. Of course, the composition of that first theme, which is Spider-Man's theme from Marvel vs. Capcom, was also very, very good. Really strong stuff. But yeah, so far, Shukapau and I are in unison with our votes. And it is also now tied with two and two. So the next round and final round will decide it all. But before we get there, let's go ahead and hear what, uh, well, let's first hear what Carlos had to say about Spider Man's theme from Marvel vs. Capcom. That was Spider Man's theme from Marvel vs. Capcom. So yeah, they, they did it. We've got X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter, and Capcom's like, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to throw everybody in here. So this is the beginning of that. With the first Marvel vs. Capcom game, they introduced more than just Street Fighter characters. So we actually got Mega Man in a fighting game, which was super cool for me as a kid loving Mega Man. We also had characters from, uh, well, we had Strider from Strider. <laughs> we had Captain Commando, who was super cool in a versus fighting game. And um, we also had a bunch of assist characters. So in this game, you pick a tag team of two characters, but you also get a third, basically an item use. So you hit a combination of buttons and an extra character comes out that you can't play as but helps you out in a special way. And um, it was actually handled like a roulette. So there was like a, I don't know, 4x4 four four square. I think there were 16. Maybe there was more than that. And it would randomly uh, select a an assist from a pool of pre-existing characters but also some original sprites that they did so that was really fun and spider-man was a really fun character to use in marvel vs. superheroes and then following that marvel vs. street fighter and marvel vs. capcom he's uh yeah really fun it represents the character super well he's very fast he swings around he can wrap you up in a web ball and they give him like a new kind of like a super move that's like a throw where he grabs you and swings you in the air and slams you to the ground that was really cool and this is also kind of a strategic move on my part because if i remember right I i'm pretty sure daryl loves venom and in marvel vs capcom they introduced venom to the series as well and seeing venom 
handled with Capcom's art design and what they did with him was super cool. His animation is beautiful and his moves look really great. He, he's basically my, my version of Venom that I picture in my head is from uh, Marvel vs. Capcom and Marvel vs. Capcom 2. So um, yeah, Spider-Man, cool dude. The other thing that I forgot to mention with all of these is that on the Marvel side, if there was like an animated version of the character, like if there was an Iron Man, which had a cartoon at this time, Spider-Man had a cartoon around this time, the X-Men very famously had their cartoon as well, they actually got all the voice actors from the cartoons to reprise their roles for the games. So when you hear Wolverine doing his Berserker Barrage, it's the same voice actor. And when you hear Spider-Man doing his web throw, web ball, all of that, he even says like a one for JJ in his win pose when he takes a photo of himself. So um, there was a lot of love in, in these characters and uh, it was really cool to see them realized uh, the way that they did here in the Marvel vs. Capcom games. So yeah, here we go again. Uh, try. I said I was going to try and keep these short, but here I go rambling. But I hope you enjoy this track as well. Bye. And now let's hear what Daryl's got to say for himself for bringing that funky, funky arrangement of the Swamp Stage from Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Alright, that was the Swamp Stage, but Frank Arrangement by the group, I believe they're called Lord Biff Music. I'm a huge fan of the Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Huge, huge fan. I, to this day, think it is the best fighting game ever created, hands down. I know a lot of people complain about the different systems, I mean, because you got people that use so many, what I call, cheese teams. Like, you see, whenever you play, see pro competition Marvel vs. Capcom 2, they're using teams like Sentinel, Doctor Doom, and this person. It is what it is. Like, it, the game can be broken, but, like, I play differently. But, yeah, this, this game, like, oh, man, just, uh. And when I heard this arrangement, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to choose this, because it just, it's so good, just so funky. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Shoot, I hope you enjoyed the saxophones and the trumpets, man. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Couldn't have said it better myself. And you know what? This is exciting. This is some great stuff. Let's go ahead and... Well, no. I'm going to pause briefly. Spider-Man, for a long time, really for as long as I was really into comics and comic book movies, Spider-Man has been my favorite superhero. The reason is because, for a long time, it was Batman. Because Batman was just really cool, and I thought, you know what? He's just like us. He's a regular guy. He just gets out there with his gadgets and his money and his brute strength and will and super intelligence and, uh, well, peak-level human intelligence and just cleans up the town. And Batman is awesome, but Bruce Wayne is nothing like me. Bruce Wayne is a billionaire. <laughs> and, yeah, so I can't relate to that. But you know who I can relate to? A teenager slash college guy slash early middle-aged dude who's just an ordinary guy trying to get by, trying to make ends meet, pay the bills, works for a boss who really is, is not a nice guy. And on top of that has to juggle the fact that he's got superpowers. You know what they say, with great power comes great responsibility. That was... Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben, yes! You know this story. Yeah. Yes. And then um, he died. Yeah. Ben says that with great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man does not take responsibility for his power, and in so doing, inadvertently allows 
a criminal to escape who later shoots and kills Uncle Ben. And so now that's his mantra. And I mean, Batman also, his vengeance is because of uh, his parents being killed. But Spider-Man, Peter Parker is just an ordinary guy who happens to have superpowers. But the powers don't make him less human. Spider-Man is just super cool. I love Spider-Man so much. And this theme definitely has got that sort of jazzy, cool, spidery, spidey vibe to it. But that's enough. Now, um, let's go ahead and move into round five. You are not going to know <laughs> these characters at all, but these tunes are going to be really fun. Let's get into it. First, the theme of Super Scroll from Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And next, Captain Commando's theme from Marvel vs. Capcom.
that was the fifth and final round of part one of our Marvel vs. Capcom special, Kung Fu Carlito vs. The Last Recon. And joining us for this final round, we have a special guest. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. It's me, Dusklight. It's Dusklight. And Dusklight is going to tell everybody which tracks we picked. But first, you know what? Let's go ahead and hear from the guys. First, Carlos is going to tell us about the theme of Super Scroll from Marvel vs. Capcom 3. This is the only time that a game past Marvel vs. Capcom 2 will be featured in either of these two episodes. So, enjoy. That was theme of Super Scroll from Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Um, yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was a very big game when it came out. 2011, I believe. 2011. And that's over a decade after Marvel vs. Capcom 2. It was something, honestly, a lot of people didn't even think could happen. One, uh, after the early 2000s, fighting games started on a downward trend. People were... It was becoming a lot more niche. So there was a hardcore following, but it wasn't appealing to a broad audience. So you'd see less and less of them. Me being a fan, I was really into anything that would come out that even resembled a fighting game. But um, in 2009, uh, Capcom released Street Fighter 4, and that kind of revitalized fighting games in a uh, mainstream sense. And following that, they, they pulled off the next impossible thing, which was to make a new deal with Marvel. And this was just before all these Marvel movies really became popular. And they got in there and they uh, got... Uh, you know, all a bunch of X-Men characters and actually pretty strategically chosen roster on the Marvel side because like pretty much everybody that was featured in the game would end up playing a major part in the Marvel movies, which is pretty smart on uh, Marvel's side. So Doctor Strange was in there and Rocket Raccoon was in there. Characters nobody would ever care about beforehand that everybody kind of loves now, which I think was pretty interesting. But uh, Super Scroll uh, has yet to be in a Marvel movie. I would I'd be very excited to see him, but as a fighting game character, he's amazing. He's literally one of my favorite fighting game characters out of any fighting game. I, I, would, I wish he would be in every fighting game I play because he uh, has uh, multiple uses. He can stretch his arms out like Mr. Fantastic, but he also has um, some aerial movement because he has uh, Human Torch's abilities. And he has some hard hitting moves thanks to being able to change into the thing. So the Super Scroll, uh, I mean, I should have said it before, but he is an alien that basically has the abilities of all of the Fantastic Four combined. They created him to fight the Fantastic Four. And um, yeah, they make use of that really well in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. So he's a threat from a distance, he's a threat up close, and he can move pretty quickly. I just think he's really enjoyable, and he was definitely on my team in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I think for a long time my team was Hagar from Final Fight, Hawkeye and Super Scroll. 
yep. I had a handful of characters that I like to use, but that's the team I had the most fun with. And I was, I was decent at the game. I wasn't super good. And I had a pool of friends that I was playing with at the time that kept me kind of sharp. Uh, not the best, but I could handle most people that came my way. And I had a lot of fun, uh, going back and forth, uh, trying to get some wins in. So yeah, it's still a really fun game. I think that you can play it on the newer systems. Oh, I think, on, P- on PS4, you can play it, but I don't think it's going to, uh, unless they do some type of collection or something, which I doubt because it's a matter of licensing. I don't think you'll see it on newer systems beyond that. But uh, yeah, Super Scroll. Check him out. He's awesome. Bye. And next, we have Daryl, the last Recon, who brought us Captain Commando's theme from Marvel vs. Capcom. Alright, that was Captain Commando's theme from Marvel vs. Capcom. And, alright, I had to choose this as my last track because this track means so much to me. So much. When I was younger, I had a very rough upbringing. Uh, My childhood wasn't that great. There's this pizza shop over here in Harrisburg, PA called Sorrento's. And every now and then, my mom would take us there to get something to eat. And I remember the one time walking in, and it was the first time I saw a Marvel vs. Capcom cabinet, and this song was playing during one of the demos. And it just stuck with me for years. Like, anytime I play any Marvel vs. Capcom game, like this, this, this track, this track right here, like, and I don't even use Captain Commando as a character in my teams, but this track is just synonymous with me and my adolescence. So, of course, I had to put it on this show. E- I, I, even though I spent more time playing Marvel vs. Capcom 2 than Marvel vs. Capcom 1, because eventually the pizza shop got Marvel vs. Capcom 2 cabinet not too long after they had the Marvel vs. Capcom 1 cabinet, but this song always stays in my head. Like, and me and my brother David, like, we could be just sitting there doing nothing, and I could just start with the do 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 and he'll jump right in. Like, oh, this song, man, just, I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. All right, gentlemen, once again, thank you very much for joining us on this episode, uh, remotely and across time. And I'm not going to say which one of these themes is going to get played again next time. You'll just have to wait, dear listeners. But remember, I didn't necessarily play those for Shoot Kapow in the same order that you just heard them. So, Dusk, you tell us which ones we picked, and then I'll say which episode or which track wins. So which one did Shukapau pick? Number one. And which one did I pick? Number two. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so Shukapau chose oh, Captain boy. Commando's theme, chosen by Daryl from Marvel vs. Capcom. And I chose Super Scrolls theme, chosen by Carlos from Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Now, Dusk, thank you so much for joining us. You are excused to go back to whatever it was you were doing. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, so I'll go first. I chose Super Scrolls theme because it was so weird, but despite that, it was so good. I really liked it. But I also, when you get that weird kind of, you described it as a Metroid-y sound, that sort of monstrous yell in the background. But then it started this like... <laughs> this started this like driving techno beats. From the last battle from Chrono Trigger. Yes. Yes. <laughs> started this like driving techno beat. It was Just really... Really, really cool. I liked it a lot. Why did? Why do you think you went with Captain Commando's theme? 
I guess I just really like fast-paced battle themes. It was faster-paced, I will say that. It sounded more like classic Capcom music. It was really good. And it is. Captain Commando was in early, early 90s arcade beat-em-up. And I, I had never heard of him until he was in the Marvel vs. Capcom games. It just I never came across that arcade system. But this theme is really good. It was probably This was probably the hardest choice for me. But you know what? Now we're going to have to have somebody else make the really hard choice. With that, I'm going to bring in Prof. Jeff, who I'm going to ask to tell us a little bit about Super Scroll, and then tell us which of these tracks he picked because he is going to be the tiebreaker. Then I will come back in and, I guess, later on, <laughs> in a couple of days or so, announce who actually won Part 1. Hi all, this is Prof. Jeff calling in from Parts Unknown to break the tie. In the blue corner, we have Captain Commando from the 1991 game of the same name. Captain Commando is the protector of Metro City in the far-off year of 2026. Um, that's when I'll be just a few years shy of getting tenure. It's also... Metro City, which is in the Final Fight series, which is canonical to Street Fighter. So technically, Captain Commando is canon in Street Fighter universe as well. Captain Commando fights crime with his Commando companions, the Ninja Commando, Mummy Commando, and Baby Commando, which is a baby in a mecha suit. Um, Captain Commando sports Hollywood good looks, slick shades, and a wrist-mounted flamethrower. Um, there's also a laser team-up attack, if I remember correctly. Though I always get him confused with Jen from Cyberbots. Um, his theme is from Marvel vs. Capcom 1. He also appeared in the sequel, and he has mostly done cameos ever since then. In the red corner, we have the Super Scroll. Though there would be many Super Scrolls after him, the first and greatest is a scroll by the name of Clert, who first fought the Fantastic Four in 1963. As a result of Skrullian genetic experimentation, Clert has the power of all four members of the Fantastic Four. And while he started out as a villain, he later defended the galaxy by teaming up with Silver Surfer, Drax, Nova, and the Kree warrior Ronan the Accuser against the Annihilation Wave. He later fought the Phalanx and also the Skrull Empire itself during the Secret Invasion storyline, where they infiltrated the governments and superhero teams of Earth and sent their own other Super Scrolls to conquer the world and all that. In terms of music, Captain Commando's song from MVC1 is an epic, introspective, triumphant 80s-style ballad reminiscent of the themes of Captain America and Guile in that same series. Meanwhile, the Super Scrolls theme in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is more of a dancey electronica song, with a simple hook but lots of subtle instrumentation and variation over time. It reminds me a lot of the boss theme from Rocket Knight Adventures for the Sega Genesis, which, as I may have mentioned, is one of my favorite soundtracks. This was a difficult choice because both songs excel in very different ways. If Captain Commando's theme is posing at the top of a skyscraper after a long day of fighting evil, then Super Scroll's theme is a high-energy dance party workout on a moving spaceship. This was tough, but in the end I decided on the Super Scroll song. Because while Captain Commando just reminded me of other songs like the Captain America theme or Guile's theme, the Super Scrolls theme had a lot of subtle variations on the same theme, even though it was simple, and it kept me interested long into the song. 
I also like the instrumentation better since the Captain Commando synths don't sit right with me for whatever reason. Um, obviously, this is not a subjective or objective judgment, and I would like to reiterate that this is just my own personal opinion. Um, you know, as they say, only synths deal in absolutes. And there you have it, gamers. It came down to the wire, but thanks to our tiebreaker, Prof. Jeff, we now know that the winner of Part 1 is Kung Fu Carlito. Congratulations, Carlos, and thank you guys both once again for participating, and thanks, Prof. Jeff, for officiating that final match. That was a fantastic showing, and I can't wait to see how it goes down next time. It could still be anyone's game. And then I'll have to decide what to do if one of you wins one episode and the other wins another episode. But you know what? We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Congratulations again, Carlos. All right. Well, Shukapow, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be really fun recording part two with you as well. This was kind of a different flavor of episode. What did you What did you think of it? I liked it. Yeah. It's kind of nice to mix things up a little bit. Listeners, y'all can let us know what, what you thought about this. And if you like this format of episode, cannot highly enough recommend The Last Recon's VGM Fight Club. I've been on it a few times. I'm actually the current reigning champion. And as you're hearing this, this week, Daryl and I will be, we either just did or will shortly be, going head-to-head in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers episode Ooh. to close out his season. And I can't I speak for Daryl's tracks. <laughs> well, we actually decided to even it up and split it so that we're each doing a little bit of each, which is nice because, honestly, I like the Ninja Turtles more. The Power Rangers, though, had some really great video game music. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. Everybody like tune in. The turtles. Everybody tune in to this season's finale of the VGM Fight Club to enjoy that. Uh, Daryl is also the host of Senpai's Playlist, a um, – what am I thinking of? An anime music podcast. Anime. And he is also now the creator and host and commissioner of Gone, the Game Audio Wrestling League, where he takes wrestlerized versions of BGM podcasters and podcast fans and puts them in the squared circle to face off in WWE 2K18. Uh, you can find that on Twitch. Um, just look for Last Recon. And he also puts it up on his YouTube channel, The Next Save Point. Daryl, of course, is one of our patrons, and so is Kung Fu Carlito, who is not only a member of the Marcado fam, an excellent artist who designed um, the portraits that you still see of myself and Shu Kapow, and is the host of Heroes 3, uh, Adventures in Asian Cinema, which I have talked about on this podcast before, really hyped up. Uh, everybody, even if you're not sure if you like Asian cinema, go listen. I've actually watched a couple of their movies uh, that they have brought up because they sounded pretty cool and you know i haven't gotten into every single one of them but you know what you might you might find a new hobby nice points of entry for folks who are not super familiar with asian cinema they did a couple of episodes about kung fu panda and the street fighter 2 animated movie uh from the the 90s which brings us back to marvel versus capcom yeah so all in all shukapal what do you think about this music it's very good music. <laughs> it, it is very good stuff. And boy, let me tell you, it doesn't get any... It doesn't slow down next time. We're going to have some real banger tunes next time as well. And then the season finale for season three is going to be me and Prof Jeff 
talking about some really, really cool comic book video game music, and probably just about comics in general. It's going to be probably a pretty long episode, so enjoy these two little short ones (laughs) as kind of um, an appetizer, I guess. And then, after that, Shukapau and I are going to be taking a little bit of break for the summer. Uh, We've got some family stuff coming up. Mostly good. A little bit that's going to be a little bit stressful, but you know what? We're going to make it through. It's going to be a good summer. And I actually, I wasn't sure, honestly, how I felt about us coming back in the fall. But when I told Chukapau I wasn't sure if we were going to come back, she just got this this look, the face, the feels. And I was like, no, I can't I can't do that to you. You're my co-host. You're my buddy. You're my kid. Yeah. So, and if you if you stop the show, you're gonna let me have to start. You're gonna have to let me start a YouTube channel. <laughs> you have to have some kind of creative outlet, yeah. So, you know what? And in in years and years, we're both gonna look back on this, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good thing. So yeah. we, we better keep it going for as long as we can. But the break, I think, is going to do us some good. And uh, you know what? I might have a teaser for season four on my episode with Prof Jeff. Still not sure if I'm ready to get get into what that's gonna be, but we have something. Very different and very special plan for the entire season. So, all right. Um, I'd like to go ahead and thank the rest of our patrons. Uh, the mysterious Nathan, who I have gotten in contact with now, but who I'm choosing to allow to remain mysterious until he, you know, says who he is. Because that's sort of his whole deal. He's just going to be the mysterious Nathan now. I think it's cool. Uh, we also have, of course, Alex, the messenger, messenger of a VGM journey who recently started up his own Patreon. Go check it out. Uh, we have Skeletroy, the original Thrash Canadian and theme song guy for this show. You can find his Thrash remixes on YouTube. He is currently going through and doing some remixes of the original Street Fighter 2 themes, and uh, they're, they're pretty good stuff. Pretty, really very good stuff. <laughs> we have Forrest Shamlian, who also recently launched a Patreon for... The Bomb Show, or Castle Corp. Bomb Show. Yeah. Uh, I think it is called The Bomb Show, which I feel like there was another show called... Anyway, I'm thinking of The Gong Show, which is way before your time. Yeah, it gets before my time. So, yeah, uh, The Bomb Show, which stars Bomber John, uh, and he talks about his favorite bombs. Uh, There's still Tower Talks, uh, or Castle Corp, where Mario does infomercials and stuff. But, uh, yeah, both of those shows by Forrest Shomlian. And... Next, we have got, last but not least, another recent guest on this show, Ryan Steele, the composer of Catlandia, Crisis at Fort Pawprint. Thank you all once again so much for your patronage. I am also going to announce that I'm not accepting any new patrons at this time. Patreon will be shut down over the summer while we take our break, and when we come back, things are going to be shuffled a little bit. Uh, It's going to be kind of a slightly different structure going on, um, and, you know, what? we're just going to kind of do a little bit of a revamp of things. But, yeah, so, everybody, links to the Patreon stuff is in the show notes. Links to our artist's work is also there. Mentioned Carlos already, as well as Skeletroy. Uh, our pixel portraits were done by Ben the Dyad Dishman, who is going to be coming up, coming out with a new episode of his podcast, The Dyad Presents, a VGM podcast, very soon. This is kind of a rare occasion, so everybody, go check it out. And then there is Naomi Rubin, who is the lovely, lovely, lovely lady who did our lovely, lovely, lovely cover art. And man, every time I look at that, whenever I see it in like a podcatcher feed, it just, it fills my heart with a little bit of joy. 
And uh, that's also just kind of Naomi's personality. She does the same thing for us. So I got to go back and listen to that episode that we did with her. That was really sweet. But okay, everybody, you can find us on Twitter at BGM Pod. You can also find Shukapow on Twitter at Shukapow. You can find us on not Facebook, not yet. I might think about that over the summer and see what we come up with. But you can find us on Discord. A link will be in the show notes. You can find us on YouTube. Just search Very Good Music VGM Podcast, uh, where you will also find a playlist for each of our tracks, as long as uh, people who put video game music on YouTube don't keep getting shut down, and I keep having to replace the tracks. But that's neither here nor there. You can also find Shukapow on flat.io, where I still need to post things. And yeah. Lloyd Irving for Smash, which is looking very bleak now that stupid Mr. What's-His-Face from Tekken's in Smash. I'm salty <laughs> about that. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember his name because I'm not a Tekken fan, but I will tell you. And, and you know what? Kazuya, yeah. But you know what? When we're done here, well, I'm going to play you a little bit of Tekken music because the music is going to be really, really great. But, yeah, I know. You're not the only one who's salty about that. But we also got a glimpse of Breath of the Wild 2. That's true. Uh, we heard, not in the Nintendo Direct, but we heard about Pokemon Unite, which looks kind of fun. Mm-hmm. United. New Mario plus Rabbids. New Mario plus Rabbids, yes, 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 with Grant Kirko music. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. the best thing about the entire Direct, besides maybe Breath of the Wild 2. I think that the best thing, according to most of the internet, is actually... What do you think? Hmm. Metroid Dread, dude. Oh, yeah, Metroid. The first mainline Metroid sequel. I've got to play Super Metroid on the SNES Classic. The first mainline Metroid sequel in 15 years. So uh, we actually have, canonically, the first three games. Um, We have Metroid. We We canonically have the first three games. Well, what are considered canonically (laughs) the first three games? Um, We have Metroid Zero Mission. We also have the original Metroid. Metroid Zero Mission was a Game Boy Advance remake of the original. Um... Then we have Super Metroid, actually on the SNES Classic and on SNES Online. We have the Game Boy version of Samus Retur- of Metroid 2: The Return of Samus on the 3DS. We have um, we don't have Samus Returns for the 3DS because that's way later. Um, we just never bought that one because it's not a Super Metroid household up in here. Uh, we don't have Metroid Fusion, but I'm probably going to be getting it fairly soon if I actually play the other ones. So. I am not a Metroid player, but I recognize the franchise's importance and people and who have been waiting. Got a 2D game in 19 years, except for the remake a few years ago, Samus yeah. Returns. But it hasn't gotten a new original 2D game in, um, yeah, a long time, long time. Not 19 years, uh, because Metroid Fusion was in the mid 2000s. But um, yeah, it's it's been a long time coming so congratulations to everybody who is really excited about Metroid Dread I'm excited for you but I think that is going to do it Carlos and Daryl once again thank you again for joining us Shukapal am I forgetting anything? uh right um well I had a job interview today oh yeah you did for for where? Subway I mean Subway (laughs) yeah you gotta give James a shout out yeah, I get subbed. <laughs> although, yep, Subway, not a sponsor. Although, if Shukapal works there long enough, maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but, yep. And I don't have a whole lot. Well, that's not true. I am going to go hang out with my dad for a week because um, he needs some help. 
at, at his house, and uh, so I'm just going to go kind of hang out with him, get some father-son time in, and uh, work and do some podcast editing and stuff. And other than that, I don't have a whole lot going on. Need to play more video games. Shukapow, as you're going to hear in the blooper reel, got a new game. What have you been playing? Bug Fables. It's yeah. very good. Yep. It's, it, the, does it live up to its... Uh, um, reputation as a, a tribute to Paper Mario in all it's the best It's very ways. much like Paper Mario. Yeah, okay. But with bugs. <laughs> so it's like Hollow Knight, Paper Mario. And that music sounded like a cross between Paper Mario and Undertale. We're yeah. going to have to get some Bug Fables music on here at some point. So, Alright, well I think that's going to be it. Dusk wandered back in, so you want to help us with the outro? Maybe we sure. could do an episode with RJ sometime and feature some Bug Fables music on there. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. I definitely also had a job interview because I am 14 years old <laughs> and I can get a job. Well, maybe with RJ we could do like a like a tiny worlds um, list. We could do like Pikmin and Hollow Knight and Bug Fables and I could find some other ones. Super Smash Brothers! Yeah, you could make an argument for that. Because Olimar. Because <laughs> it's, it's just... Well, it's well, the first one, especially, they're all toys. <laughs> like, that's... it's Smash Brothers is a kid playing in his room with Nintendo characters. If it's a kid playing in his room with toys, that doesn't explain the competitive scene. Because like, Maybe it's a metaphor for the competitive scene. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's not get too deep boys with toys alright until next time play very good games be very good people keep on listening to very, very good music of EGM podcast And originally, I was just going to do three different comic book-themed episodes in a row. One with Carlos, one with Daryl, and one with Jeff. Because they all love comics. But then... Check this metal. Yeah, we'll just let this go on the blooper reel while uh, you play your game. I'm going to drink my water. Glug, glug, glug. There's not going to be quite as much talking once the music starts, so this, you know, this might be the bloop reel for all we know. Shukapau got Bug Tales with some of his birthday money. Bug Fables. Bug Fables, finally, with some of his birthday money. I'm playing it right now. That's um, a pesky. But you can't listen to the music, so. <laughs> That's true. And this is setting from the title screen. This looks very interesting. Ah, oh, I fell down. Hmm. This is just a Bug Fables podcast now. I'm in the, uh, the, the little intro tutorial area. You might be talking too quietly for the mic to pick you up. Maybe. I do that. Alright, put the controller down, let's continue. Okay. I love how you can, you press X to swap characters, and it, oh, it can. 
um, it just, they flip around because the game is like the Paper Mario style. They just flip around and switch places. It's super smooth. Anyway, let's go. Okay, you can go. That's good. Thank you. The cat is getting very into this. Okay. Hold on a second. Hey, desk. Come back a second. Come back really quickly. I'm going to keep my gummy bar ones. I forgot how we do this when there's three of us. We just... I do the special part at the end. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Both of us, though. We can do that, so... But yeah, well, you say keep listening to, and now we do with that part all at the same time. Okay, okay. Anywho, all right. Well, we have rambled long enough. Everyone, as always, until next time. Play very good games. Wait. Oh wait, what?